loving the fact that I can go out about town and do shows and go to events. I mean, I've become a little bit of a homebody, but it is nice to to still go out and run into acquaintances and people that I, I, I used to know back in the old world. And it's great because, you know, I run into some people and, and they say, so what have you been up to the past year? And then I say, well, I, I, I've been doing my podcast. I did that the whole pandemic. And, and I talk to people about ghosts. And then they go, ghosts, you say? And I go, yeah. yeah. Have you ever experienced one? And then they say, have I? And that's been happening a lot lately. And so I'm really excited about that because I'm, I'm getting a nice list of people that I am so excited to have on that I've just kind of bumped into and it just, you know, it came up and it turns out they are ghost stories, which I've said before, that's one of my favorite kinds of guests is the, is the kind where it's someone I like, someone I know, or, and then, and I don't know that they have a ghost story and they just reveal that they have an amazing ghost story. And that is what has happened today. Okay, I went to this screening a couple of weeks back for that movie that I was in that I've talked about before. It's called Moon Manor. It's an indie film that's been doing the uh, film festivals, and we shot it a while ago in the, in the pandemic, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, so it's finally going to be uh, available for people to see We'll know more within the next few weeks and, and months, but early, early next year. And it's a movie I did with Deborah Wilson. And one of the stars of the movie is today's guest, Lou Taylor Pucci. And Lou Taylor Pucci is an incredible actor. I mean, Lou is like an actor. And You'll see what I'm talking about even if, you, if you've never seen Lou's work, you're going to fall in love. You're going to hear his storytelling. I mean, he can tell a damn story. And Lou's been on, I mean, he's been in tons of films and TV shows. He's currently on the TV show Physical. He plays Tyler on that show, which is on Apple TV+. Plus. It's a, it's a hit show. He's great on it. And he's also done a lot of horror. I mean, he did American Horror Story 1984. He was in, do you remember that Evil Dead remake? He was in one of the stars of that. Uh, and he also starred in a movie with Chris Pine. And one of his ghost stories today involves Chris Pine. So we're getting Hollywood on this. We're getting movie star status on this episode today. Now, Lou being a busy movie and television star. He had to, to run, so I'm, I'm very grateful for the time that he gave me, but we weren't able to get to some of the usual segments on the show, including EVPs or EV please. And so uh, I thought, hey, 
I don't want to cheat you guys out of the EVPs. So I'm going to play for you right now in this intro the EVPs that I was going to play for Lou Taylor Pucci. So it is time for EVPs or EVPs. All right. This first one was posted by Hybrid Solace Paranormal. It doesn't say where, but here's the EVP they captured. You listening at home or in a car or at work or wherever you are. Tell me what you hear this EVP saying. Okay, wait a minute. Let's hear that again. Kind of sounds like an like maybe an older lady. Let me play it again. All right, here's some options. Is it A, call me Gertrude? Is it B, I'm not guilty? Is it C, I'm a skeleton? Or D, I'd like milk, please? All right, let's play it again. I'm not guilty. I hear it. Oh, no, I wonder what happened to that lady. She's not guilty, whatever it is. She didn't do it. All right, here's the next one. This is from Jacob Ingram on YouTube, and it's at Jacob's grandmother's house. What is this one saying? Ooh, whispery. Okay. Okay, is it A, smoker? B, so what? C, smolder? Or D, what's up, girl? What's up, girl? They believe it's saying smoker. I mean, obviously, it sounds exactly like it's saying smoker. And Jacob Ingram on YouTube wrote, this is the spirit that watches me smoke every night. So that ghost was getting judgmental smoker all right well that concludes evps or ev police so don't say i didn't give them to you all right the fact that i didn't get to do evps with my guest today it doesn't matter because the stories the stories are right and if you want to hear a little bit extra on patreon patreon.com slash ross link in description of this episode lou tells Another, like an epic, I mean, the only way I can describe it is an epic story that involves an earthquake, a burglar, and a couple of premonitions. And I ripped it out and put it on Patreon. Um, turns out Lou has has psychic abilities, it seems. You, you're not going to want to miss that one. And uh, yeah, let's just do it. Here is my conversation with Lou Taylor Pucci. On with the show. 
Oh my God, I am joined by Lou Taylor Pucci. Hello, Lou. <laughs> I like how you said my name. Did I say it wrong? No, it's perfect. It's just the, your uh, cadence. <laughs> well, you know, I can't do anything subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Taylor Pucci. <laughs> well, you, well, you've worked with me. You know how I talk. I you know, know. You, I sound like, you sound like you're in old Hollywood. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what planet I'm on. <laughs> well, we did. Uh, we met because we worked on this movie together called Moon Manor. Which that is true. I have talked about it on the oh, show God. before. People haven't been able to really see it, but you and I have seen it. And it's good, huh? Oh, my God. It's it's really awesome. My manager, yeah. uh, you know, he's seen me do a lot of independent films. And he was like, <laughs> this isn't a bad thing. He just goes, I really can't believe it's that good. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe it. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, they really, really did an incredible job with with very little and completely on their own. And that's a huge, huge undertaking that usually doesn't leave you with like a great end product. And this is great. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really, really good. great. It's powerful. There's, there's messages. There's, I mean, it stars someone that's never st- been in a movie before, and it's right. just, it's beautiful. I don't know. I, I love like it so much. Years old. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's also add that he's in his eighties. Eighty. Um, <laughs> but he's done everything else. He's like he was like vaudevillian type type character he's done everything and all kinds of uh venues and shows different types of singing and acting and oh he's gotta have a ghost story i'll have to have him on here at some point he has to well you know my first guest on this podcast ever because i started actually doing this podcast when we were i think it was the when we were initially shooting the movie and my first guest ever was deborah wilson who's oh, also no way. in the movie with us oh my us. god that must have been this exciting <laughs> oh my god it was so exciting because you know she also does um like demon voices for movies like in the movie the nun she like does the demon voices and so she came out here she was doing demon voices she had ghost stories it was incredible (laughs) that's really cool that's really cool oh my god yeah she was such an intense person to to work with so i just imagine her being on here actually telling stories that are like you know from her life i mean she what was she playing A, a doula She's yeah in the movie she plays a death doula someone that helps people to to transition to the other side. I mean, some could say it's there's like slight you know it's kind of adjacent to this podcast. We talk about death here. We talk about you know what happens to the well. Death is inevitable if you want a ghost story. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's part of it. so wait, well, you guys talk mostly about ghost stories, or do you talk like you you had said something about psychic experiences? Oh, and, we get into any uh, of it, any of this unexplainable so aliens. Yeah, any of it. Um, you have some stories you want to tell one? Oh yeah, I don't know where to start though. Well, what's the first one? Do, where did you grow up believing in this stuff? Hmm. Tough to answer. I would say I, I grew up thinking, yeah, that definitely exists. And then I got completely skeptical when I was in the middle, like 15 to 25. And then somewhere around there, I had a ghost experience. Ooh. And when you see a ghost, you can't not have seen the ghost after. <laughs> like, like it's implanted in your mind. Life changes because now you're like, well... I can't like choose not to believe that now. 
Mm. I have to just say, yeah, that's, that's just something I saw and it, it, it was there. And uh, so this is a pretty, this is a pretty fun story. This is the best story I have. So should I start with that or should I amp up? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, let's, let's go for it and, you know, give go us all it. the details. Don't spare a detail. Give it to us. Okay. So I think I've looked it up recently, actually. I never looked into it afterward, but I was trying to figure out where the hell this happened because I was on set. I was making a movie called Carriers, and I, I don't even know what year it was. I would say like 2007, somewhere around there. I don't know. And uh, so I'm staying at a place that they have set decked. They set decorated the place to look like post-apocalyptic, the movie Carriers, where there's been a virus. It's actually just like what's happened with the pandemic. It's really scary. Oh, so God. it was a pandemic movie as if like most of the population of the earth died and you got these kids on the road and they're like brother and sister and their girlfriends all on the road just with like a random destination to go to this beach that they used to go to when they were kids, blah, blah, blah. So it's a post-apocalyptic movie. Everybody's dead or turning into zombies in the whole movie that they encounter. <laughs> so, the, so the place that, that we filmed was called The Lodge at Santa Fe or something like that. And I did look it up after and found out that there are ghost stories from other people online at this place. This is so Santa that, Fe, New Mexico? Yeah, Santa Fe, okay. New Mexico. So that's where we were filming, mostly in New Mexico, Albuquerque, and Santa Fe. And so we're staying at this place that they fully decorated half of the entire hotel that we're staying in <laughs> to look like people have died in there for the last, like, year or so. Please and tell so me it was also open to the public for other people to stay at the hotel. I, <laughs> I don't know, honestly, because it was out of season. So there wasn't, like, there mm. weren't, we never saw anybody else at that hotel except the people who worked there. I think it was kind of winterish time or something like that. But so oh, here's how it starts. So, like, they, they had really... There were like dead bodies in the in the hallway. There was a swimming pool in the back with a dead fake body floating in it. Like that's how it was set decked. And there was garbage everywhere. Like we and we were staying in the rooms. So my brother is being played by Chris Pine. Man. Yeah, I'm looking up this movie right now. Yeah. Chris Pine, Piper Parabo. I need to see this. This is when he got uh, Star Trek. Actually, we found out that he got uh, you know Jap Captain. What is it? Captain Picard? No, it's not Picard. Who is it? Captain Kirk? Kirk? Yeah, he got Captain Kirk like during this movie. And I also <laughs> found that out in the makeup room. But the makeup room is a great place for gossip. And it's a great place for learning a lot of new shit. Uh -huh. Here's Oh, can I curse on here? Can I say? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Ooh. Wait, this reminds me. <laughs> I was, when I think about you. I don't know if this is something you want to be known for or not, but you um, you referred me to Raya, the dating app. <laughs> that is correct. I just wanted to help, you know. <laughs> I was I was on dating apps for a while, and then somebody gave me a friend request to be on that, and I was like, oh yes. Which Raya, if anybody doesn't know, it's like it's a dating app that is like very exclusive it's and you have the, to be the invited. Most stupid exclusive of dating app things. I've never even I don't know anything else like it. It's really ridiculous. It's terrible. <laughs> but you have to be like referred by a member and yes. you referred me. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I know. It was ridiculous. But OK, wait okay. back. So back okay. to Chris Pine. So Chris is in the room right next to mine. Like, you know, I'm staying in 
room 102 and he's in 103. So, or 104, whatever, because we're on the same side of the hall. We're separated by just a wall. And I went to sleep. It's the first night that I'm staying there. And I didn't, I was not scared. There was no weird. I was like, ooh, it's freaky to sleep here. I didn't give a shit. I was going to sleep. It was a long day. So I get into the room and what I noticed was that you could really, there was bad curtains, just like, you know, curtains that did not cover up the street lamp that would come in the window. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to go to sleep and there's just light coming in the room that you can't get out. The reason that that's important is because when I woke up in the middle of the night, it felt like my covers were being moved like off my body. It felt like they were being pulled off me, but like I didn't really pay much attention. I thought I was just, you know, moving my foot or something and it was moving the covers. The only reason, oh, after the fact, I go, oh, whoa, okay, maybe that was actually happening. But so the covers are moving. I wake up, but I wake up in such a way that I've never woken up again, even in my life, which is to not know where I am. And I can't see my hand in front of my face. Like it is pitch black. I'm trying to put my hand in front of my face to see anything. And it's like I'm in a cloud of darkness. I wow. cannot see anything. There's no light in the room now. And that doesn't make any sense to me. But I also can't even remember where I fell asleep. Because I, I guess I'm in that, you know, like half asleep mode. And I say to myself, okay, I'm sitting up in bed. I'm in a bed. <laughs> I can feel the bed. I'm just going to lay back down and go back to sleep because I'm sure I fell asleep in a like comfortable place. I'm in a bed. I'm just going to go back to bed. Oh my God. So I lay back down. I know it was really weird. I had to like coax myself into back into sleep. So I lay back down and as I roll to the side, I see a completely non-threatening thing. It was a woman and it seemed like a woman only because it had really long blonde or red-ish hair and it looked like it was being shown on like that there was light shining on it from the top and so you could see a, a highlight of the top of hair um, and the shoulders where the hair was over but nothing in the middle no face no body um, except a slight outline of body <laughs> it just seemed like a woman uh, and I, I turned over and it became actually part of my dream. I ended up having a dream like I don't remember anything about it, but like this woman started the dream. Right. But I was falling asleep when I saw it. It was almost like people who talk about seeing something out of their peripheral looking mm-hmm. over and it's not there. It was it must have been like that. But for some reason, I got like a full direct on look at it as I was going into sleep mode, you know, transferring between the the realistic world and the ethereal dream world. Wait, wait, but you saw her like while awake in the room and then she also went with you into the dream state. I think that my brain took something that I saw into the dream and just kind of made up what was going on next. I don't think that there was like ghost in the dream type thing. I think I created whatever it was afterward, but oh, no. that's I'm, why I'm I not going with I that. I didn't believe it. I'm going with she got it, in though. your brain. She but here's, here's in. the thing. <laughs> it's possible. But what I, what was weird was I didn't think anything of it. The next morning when I woke up, I was like, that was weird. I kind of remember that weird thing that like, did I see some, was that just, was I dreaming? Why was it so dark in here? That was so strange. So I walk outside. We have to get into the makeup room because we work today. So when I get there, Chris Pine is in the makeup chair and he's telling a really loud story. It's just him, the makeup artist 
at me. I walk in and I'm just about to say, man, the weirdest thing happened last night. And he's going, I had the craziest thing last night. I saw a ghost. What? And I go, okay, I don't, I think about it. I go, I don't want to tell him my story before I hear his story because I want to see if what he's going to say is going to have anything to do with what I saw. Smart. So I just say, what happened? He goes, all right. So last night I'm, I'm going to, I, I, I'm reading a book in my room and I fall asleep before the sun has gone down. So there was, uh, you know, when I woke up, there was no light in the room, but when I was, when I was sleeping, there was sun still coming in the room. So the light wasn't on. So I wake up and I'm kind of in the dark with the book on my chest and I see something moving in the corner of my room. And I, I look at it, I stare at it and it's stands up from a crouching position and crouching. Yeah. Yeah. Crouching in the corner of his room and it stands up and he says, it looked like a woman, but I can only say it looked like a woman because of the highlights that looked like her hair was over her shoulders. It looked like it was light shining on her from the top, but she had no face. She had no body. Oh my God. And I said, in my mind, I'm going, no way, no way, no way. And he says, and so it started walking towards me and I threw my book at it and I flipped on the lamplight and it's gone, disappears. (laughs) I'm shitting my pants. Cause I'm like, I don't know if now that if I tell him what I saw, he's not going to believe me. Yeah. This is, this is insane. Yeah. I mean, our room that you're trying to top him or something with like, well, she got in my dream. Our rooms are separated by a thin wall, you know, and oh this thing, God. this entity was in both of our rooms last night at the same time corroborated by him and me. So I tell him my side of the story. He's like, I fucking believe you, dude. I've never seen a ghost in my life, but I saw a ghost last night. I'm like, I guess I did too, dude, because I saw the same one. I said, was it threatening? He said, kind of. It walked toward me. I'm like, it wasn't threatening to me. It was just kind of watching me. He goes, we got to ask people around this hotel. So we start walking around the hotel whenever we have a break or anything and telling people and the producers think we're just making shit up. (laughs) <laughs> They're like, no way. They're trying to scare us. We're in this like crazy, a post-apocalyptic, you know, hotel. This is not, you know, what a, there's a chapel in this hotel. That's how weird this hotel is. Okay. It's, it's, it's weird. Half of it was like dilapidated and abandoned. And that's the half we were using. <laughs> that's even crazier. Wait, what was this had, place called again? I want to look it up. I think it's called the Lodge at Santa Fe. I found it online one time. It's something like that. The Santa Fe Lodge or something. Okay. Um, but okay. So anyway. I go and I start asking, we start asking questions. And the first guy we asked was amazing because he was just a, a Spanish guy who didn't speak much English. And he just goes, oh, man, very, very bad spirits here, man. We're like, and he walks away. We're like, what? What? And then we ask uh, a person who works in the kitchen. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm a chef. Uh, I work here, uh, you know, like five days a week. And uh, we see legs all the time. Legs. I, I go. What do you mean? You see legs? He goes. Just the legs. We just see legs. Like I. I can't. I can count on. I can count a few times that I can remember specifically walking in that kitchen and there's legs walking around, and they just disappear. 
<laughs> just some legs. Like, no what? body, just legs. I mean, and nobody believes us. Nobody believes that we're that like, we're but we're asking all the people who work there and they're all saying, "Yeah, we see ghosts all the time." <laughs> so, so we don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I have to go and sleep in this room for the next 3 days. And so does Chris, you know, has to sleep in his room. Uh, so, uh, I've just I kind of thought, okay, well, I'll talk to it. I'll make it feel comfortable. Like I'll make it a thing. Um, so I walk into my room when I finally get a break again and I say, Hey ghost, how you doing? Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, you seem like a great lady. Uh, so cool of you to say hi and everything. Uh, you know, it's all good. I'm probably just going to light some incense in here or leave a candle or something. You know what I mean? Just like chill out the room energy. Uh, hope you're cool with that. And, so somebody had given me an incense and like one of those little incense holders, you know, that's like gravity holds the incense in, you know, through a little hole in there. So you just, it pops out, it sticks out the top and you light the top of it and it just stands in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I leave the room for about two minutes after I lit that. I come back in and the incense holder is exactly where it was, but the incense, it has popped out, which is fucking impossible. It's possible. It's as if somebody was it still lit? Out. Yeah, it's burning a hole in the carpet. Oh my god, that's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, so I start stepping on it, going, "Ghost, ghost, come on, <laughs> come on! Why? I didn't. I thought we. I thought we were cool. I didn't know. I guess. Uh, hey, man, I won't. I won't say anything. All right. I'll. I'll, I'll stop. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's your house. I'm just living in it. I'll be. I'll be back soon. I gotta go to work. So that's later that day at night at dinner time. This is when I have my Ghostbusters moment. Now, it is the re- most ridiculous story. It, it doesn't make any sense. It just, I, when it's happening, I'm going, no way. Okay. So I go to, uh, I, I got to drop a deuce. <laughs> I go to the bathroom and uh, I'm, I'm sitting on the bowl. And of all the, of all the times... For this or something like this to happen. I'm sitting on the bowl in the most vulnerable of positions, pants around the ankles. And I go to uh, take a piece of toilet paper, which is on the wall next to me on the left. And I pull it and I'm looking straight ahead after I pull it and I'm going, no, 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 no. And I don't, I don't want to look at the toilet paper roll because it sounds like it's spinning. I'm like, uh, ah, I'm like, ah, God. And it, I'm telling you, 20 seconds are going by and it's still spinning. And I don't want to look, but it is. Like unraveling? Unraveling. Oh, no. That's what it sounds like. And I, I slowly look over, like very slowly, like, God, please, if I look at this thing and it's unraveling, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> And I slowly look over to it, and the thing is just going. <laughs> and the whole fucking new toilet paper roll gets onto the floor and then just stops at the end. And I'm, I'm looking at it with the biggest eyes, scared, so shitless. <laughs> I, I pick up a piece of toilet paper. I wipe my ass real fast. I run out of there, and I never <laughs> went back in there again. <laughs> scared shitless it seems, it seems no it makes no sense it can't be real it, it, it just can't it can't have happened you know it doesn't make any sense it was my ghostbusters moment like it would only be in a comedy 
So like, then you know, did Chris Pine comedy. have the exact same story the next day? <laughs> that would be amazing. No, he never got to see anything from the ghost again. Uh, I think, and here's the truth. I really do think that I gave it attention and that somehow that does some weird things. Well, he also he threw a book at her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. He did. So she's he like, all right, book, I can take a hint. I'll or, go to the next or, room. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I mean, that does seem logical. I think if living people, this is what I come up with. I don't know. But I really do feel like if, if living people give uh, attention to supernatural things um, too, too directly, like if you if there's an entity you know about it or some shit like that, and you start trying to cull it out of the universe and ask it questions and stuff, I think you give it energy. And I think it, it's, it tries to be noticed by you. That's how I feel. Yeah, I, so, I think that can be true. And so I just, I feel like I was doing that by accident. And so now whenever I have like a weird supernatural type thing happen that I even feel is like a little fishy, I just don't give any attention. <laughs> <laughs> I just leave it alone. And I say, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't really care why that's happening. I don't care. Yeah, because she's probably just like sitting there for eternity and like people ignore her. And if you're like... Getting toilet paper rolls. <laughs> yeah, if you say something to her, she's probably like, oh, like give me attention, you know? I guess, yeah, wants some attention or, or wants to feel alive again or wants to feel the energy of people who are alive again, giving them energy. I don't know. It's just, that's some freaky shit. <laughs> so oh that's my, my best. That's my best story because that's the time I saw a ghost and like a ghost interacted with me. But um, honestly, this is one of my favorite ones I've ever heard. And I did not expect to get a Chris Pine ghost story uh, <laughs> yeah. today. <laughs> this I is know. pretty you incredible. Could, you could try and corroborate it with him. He'll, he'll definitely remember. He might actually have some details I don't remember. Oh, my but God. Chris, Chris definitely knows uh, what happened because it's the only time he ever saw a ghost, too. And so this this was – so you were saying that before this happened, you were kind of skeptical or – you know, yeah. not super yeah, I mean, into this I, stuff. I think, I think healthfully skeptical, just one of those people who's like, maybe, but I don't think so. I've never seen it. I'm very like, I'm a sensitive person. I'm, I'm keeping aware of most things. Like I'm, I'm naturally noticing shit. So I think I would have seen it by now and I never yeah. saw anything. And so finally then I did. <laughs> and now I just don't, tr I try not to do that. <laughs> so, okay. Tell me another one. So you got you were telling me you have some psychic stories. What's that all about? Yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, I don't know. So, so let's see. What do I got? Okay. So this one is this one's interesting because it taught me a lot. I mean, the ghost story taught me a lot too. Like ghosts exist, and you can talk to them. And they it will affect your life, and they can affect you too. Yeah. Uh, but I think what was really important about this experience was that it was so, it had nothing to do with distance over, over a distance, over the longest distance I've ever been away from my family. I got, all right, I'll start here. I'm in Argentina and I'm making a film and I'm doing a, a movie called Informers. And uh, we're, we were filming it down there because it was supposed to be cheaper and then it wasn't. <laughs> and, and so the, it was just a, it was a weird eighties movie. Mickey Rourke was in it. Like uh, oh it was, God. it was absolutely the most amazing weird experience I could ever have. But and when was this? This was after the ghost had already happened. I think around 2008, nine, 
Okay, so that. shortly Somewhere after that. Before, yeah. Um, so I had never really had a very specific psychic experience where, like, I knew something that was happening or, you know, like the twin thing where one twin will do something and the other twin will feel it or something mm-hmm. like that. Never had anything like that. But this day, we have a scene on the beach and we're staying at a beach hotel. And actually, I think I was in Uruguay when we did this, not Argentina. So we're in Uruguay. And it's like this really cool, weird, weird, yuppie uh, beach for South American people called Punta del Este. And, and I'm there in the middle of just nowhere, kind of like there's an island off the coast. It's so beautiful. And I walk outside to go to set. And this is so cool. and I'm so excited. And I walk out onto the deck and uh, I get a, I have the most strange vision. It doesn't make any sense. It had nothing to do with what I was about to do that day. I was focused on my lines I was going to have to memorize. Like I was, I was memorizing. And I walk out onto the deck and then I see uh, a vision of my father being screamed at. Or him, he, actually it was, my, it was my dad screaming at his boss at work behind a desk. And I'm seeing this and then it played into a second visual where they were standing up like in a different section of the room and also yelling at each other or something and then it goes away and that was it and i was just and i i'm on the beach and i literally go what the fuck was that (laughs) like why did that just happen that doesn't make any sense that made me just feel so like why would that come into my head so I, I kind of thought nothing of it. I went and did my day. I had to work and did my day. And then two days later, my dad calls. And I talked to him pretty, pretty regularly, like once a week or something. So it wasn't that weird. And he calls up and uh, he sounds terrible. He's like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, what? And in my head, I go, oh, my God, I think, I think he got fired. I think he got fired from his job or some shit. And he goes, uh, yeah, I'm not doing so hot. I go, what happened? I, <laughs> I want to hear it first. So that, like, again, I want to hear your side so that I can corroborate it and not think that I'm crazy. And he goes, uh, yeah, we, I, I, I got laid off. I go, what? He goes, I worked there for 28 years. They're giving me four weeks severance. Uh. Fucking huge disaster. And I go, I know. He said, what do you mean? Like, what do you know? You know. I was like, two days ago, around 3 p.m. here, I'm walking out onto the beach, and I just get this visual of you fighting with your boss out of nowhere. He goes, that's fucking weird. I was <laughs> like, why? Because it was around that time two days ago when it happened. I was oh, like, my God. Whoa. And that made me realize that distance means nothing. Mm. Nothing. Like there is no, it doesn't, ha, it doesn't equate into this, into the equation. It doesn't, there's no factor of distance or, or uh, probably time too, but distance meant nothing. I was halfway around the globe and this happened and somehow was so connected to whatever was happening in the ether that it just hit my brain. Wow. Yeah. Now, I mean, now, when you say something like that to your dad, are are were you raised with parents that are that would 
believe that or is he like what no no he's he's pretty i think he's pretty uh like he's interested yeah <laughs> I so would say he, he was, he was kind of like you know he didn't not believe me he didn't think yeah. i was i was crazy but i'm sure he was a little skeptical um but i i think that he believes in that stuff like totally you know he's i i kind of got raised in a little bit of a hippie family like my dad was a guitarist for a long time in a band for you know, forever. So it was a very artistic family. And my mom did modeling and loved musicals. And they put me in musicals when I was a kid early on. And so it, they're, they're very, you know, liberal, uh, you know, entertainment industry people. <laughs> so I, yeah. think they, I think it was very easy for him to be like, holy fuck, that happened. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Um, Has so that, that kind of a thing not- happened to you like other times or is that the only time? So, yeah, I would say not really, uh, nothing, nothing really like that has, has happened. Before. Okay. So I do have one more story, but I don't know if I'm allowed to share it. It's kind of like it's one of those stories that has a lot of other actors involved. And so maybe I should just not say their names. How does it work? <laughs> what should I do? Well, you're <laughs> legally allowed to tell your own life story. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, all right. So okay, this one, really this one is, this one is only second. It's kind of secondhand. Like I'm, I'm part of the story, but it's not happening to me. Um, I, I live in, in Venice at this time. And uh, we always talk about how we got kicked out of Venice by a gang because uh, we let these kids into a party that we were having as you do in Venice. Like you just open up the the uh, sidewalk to be, Hey, come on in, have a beer. You know what I mean? Like it's very beachy. Mm-hmm. And so we were doing that one day um, when I had just moved to Los Angeles. I mean, this is one of the first times that I'm living with my buddy, John. And we, we invite the wrong people in and they steal some stuff, which is horrible. They steal like a purse and a, and a you know, and, and a phone of another one of our friends. And it was just like, oh man, this sucks. And God, you know, welcome we, we to LA. To go. And then one of the other, I know one of the other people on our street is in a biker gang and he's like, oh, I'm going to get my gang after them. They're in a gang. And we're like, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> like we don't want to start it. And, and it, and, but shit started, shit started real bad. And it turned into like, there was a threat thrown about a week later in the alley off Speedway which is right next to where we were living um, in Venice, just this like, like alley, dark you know, alley. And so the, these kids who we invited in, um, my buddy John ran into them and then they started exchanging threats. Like, you know, like you don't do this. You don't. my buddy was like, why'd you come in our house and, you know, like take stuff like that's so fucked up. And they just turned into a pack of, you know, animals and started beating the shit out of the two neighbors that my buddy was with. It was just got so bad. It got so bad that they ended up pretty much putting a mark on his head and saying, we're going to kill him. We're going to kill my roommate. Oh my um, God. We only found this out because they started coming to the, the windows at night and I wasn't there. I'm in Jersey at this time. So I was there for the party, but I left for Jersey. So this threat thing happened while I'm gone and I'm in Jersey and I get a, a, a call, you know, and John says, um, hey, you know our, you know our place. I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, it's gone. 
<laughs> what do you mean? He said, uh, we had, uh, I had to hire movers to move us out because they were at our windows and they had put a sentry at our block. And I'm pretty sure that they were trying to kill me. And the only reason I know that is because my brother, we go to a family psychic. Um, uh, we have since we were kids. I'm like, what? Family <laughs> psychic? What, what is that? He's, he goes, it's a chart reader. He's a chart reader. And like, he's really, really good. And, um, my, my brother was going in there for a routine, you know, hey, I'm going to go get my chart read and see how my life's doing and see if I could, I don't know. I don't know how they do this. I've never done this in my life. So <laughs> routine, like, he gets his like chart read. dental cleaning. Yeah, I know, like every year, yeah. So he uh, gets his chart read and he says, hey, could I open up your brother's uh, chart? Because it looks like something's weird going on, like dangerous. And his brother goes, yeah. So um, he opens up the chart and he says, your brother John's going to be dead in the next six days if he doesn't sell his car and move out of wherever he's living. <gasps> and this brother is like, what the fuck? He doesn't know what's going on. He never heard any of these stories yet. He didn't know who John was going through all this stuff. So he calls John and John's at the dentist and he doesn't pick up the phone because he's like under <laughs> or something. You know, you can't get the phone. And so his brother goes to the house and gets the stuff out that he needs, which are like, you know, the, the, my DVDs and shit like that. And we got moved out of that place faster than shit. And I was like, I, I cannot believe that the reason that this, that you fully moved out, John, is because of your chart being read. I can't believe you believed that. It's like the most insane thing in the world. Now, I got to back up because the only reason that this was really interesting to me was because just two, three months before that, we had booked, me and John had booked a trip to go to Thailand. We'd never been there. We were like, I want to go to Thailand. This is so cool. We spent a lot of money on the tickets. We were kind of like young and stupid. And like, we had just done a film and we were like, ah, let's, let's go to Thailand. I've never been there. And out of nowhere, his chart reader calls. (laughs) Apparently they have this routine thing that they like every year or something. And he goes, um, Hey, so December 8th, December 8th, it's just, really bad for you. Well, no, it was December 10th. He goes, December 10th is a bad day for you. Um, just don't go anywhere. Don't like leave your house even. And, uh, John's like, okay, but I had a, I had a plane booked to go to Thailand that day. He goes, I wouldn't do that. So John comes to me and he says, Hey, I'm going to, um, I'm not going to go to Thailand. I'm going to give my ticket back. And it's going to like, you know, it's going to eat a lot of the tickets and everything. I'm like, what? We had a trip plan. Like this is, you're going to listen to your, to your chart reader, dude. <laughs> like, do you really believe that stuff that much? And he goes, ah, I mean, he's been part of the family for a long time. I like, he, I really do. Yeah, I guess I do. And so he gives in his ticket. And so I gave in my ticket and I was like, damn bummer. I'm not going to Thailand alone. December 10th, Bangkok airport is taken over by rioters and the, people in the airport are held hostage for a week oh my god and we were supposed to be there we were supposed to be there when that was happening (laughs) what was that sound i just heard that was like (laughs) that's actually that's my ringtone it's a dramatic ringtone (laughs) it was so perfect (laughs) i'll let it go next time if it rings again (laughs) that would have been perfect (laughs) 
I'm like, wait a minute. He comes in with his own sound cues and everything. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, that I I find that mind blowing. Like that that you can read somebody's horoscope chart, which is based on when they were born, like what time they're born, what location they're born in, what year they're born in, and what day, and that you could somehow tell that December 10th of this year, the planets are aligned in such a way that you should not go outside. <laughs> so wait, so you ended up not going, obviously. Yeah, I did right? not go. And thank God, because I would have been held hostage in an airport for like a week. So that so the Thailand thing had happened before the apartment it in Venice did. thing. It did. So, so once John said, like, you know, it this is what happened with you know, the place, I was like, Oh, I get it. You're like, okay, right. whatever I the chart you. reader says. Whatever we gotta do, we gotta do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so, does that make you wanna go to this chart reader? Kinda. Because I I, I don't know. I have a I have a I have a feeling like it's kind of just a guide. Like they just have a little bit of extra input for you. And there are things that you would find out on the day. I mean, like I found out a few days ago, I'm just having one of those days where everything goes wrong. Like it just sucks. I don't know why I didn't do it. It wasn't my fault, but everything is going wrong. And I wish I didn't wake up this morning and go anywhere. (laughs) Like maybe somehow that shit is governed by the planets. (laughs) Or or maybe chart readers are just able to see that shit a little earlier than we are. So that'd be nice. I'd like a heads up. <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds like this guy gives you a heads up when you're like in real danger. Yeah, it could be real danger. It could just be like a weird thing. Like, hey, you're going to stub your toe tomorrow or have some kind of physical damage. <laughs> oh I don't know. God. I don't know. Uh, but it re- is really weird. And I know a lot of people who are really into that stuff. So I've heard a little bit about like, you know, your rising sign and how all of it, you know, it's like a big giant math equation. So that's why they call it reading the chart because it's all numbers and shit, but it's so, so, so weird. It also has to do with some people who like are psychic can read the chart better. Like when Mm -hmm. they read certain parts of the chart, they see or feel certain things that make them know what the chart is saying better than a normal person who would be doing it. Pretty weird. You know, going back to your story with your father, it made me think about, I've told this on this show before, but uh, since you obviously know Deborah Wilson, I had had an experience the day before, uh, I guess I was going into rehearse for that movie or something. I was going into the on set for something. It was before the the whole movie was cast. And um, so the night before I was at home, I was going over my lines or whatever. And I was, I was just like, okay, time to unwind. And I got this thing in my head where I go, remember Deborah Wilson from mad TV. And so I start watching Deborah Wilson, YouTube videos and I'm laughing and I go to bed and then I go in the next day and they're like, we just got Deborah Wilson. What? And then we rap and like literally the next like day or two, I'm driving around um, and I pull over on the street in L.A. because I'm like lost trying to find something. I pull over into like some neighborhood and who do I see on the street? But Deborah Wilson walking in this neighborhood. Whoa. Lou, you've really given us the goods. I <laughs> usually do this other thing where we listen to ghost voices, but I think uh-huh. we've run out of time. Oh, no. I'm sorry. 
oh, it's okay. You gave us movie stars. You told us all about your psychic powers. <laughs> I definitely had some, some weird psychic experiences. Yeah. Yes, you have lived a wild life. And have I you had intrigued. have you had some psychic like like some ghost stories or psychic experiences? Yes. Well, I go looking for them. Ooh, that's scary. But um. Yeah, we can wrap it up because I know you have to go. But um, thanks for taking the time. Could you tell people, you know, what you got going on and where people can find you? Oh, yeah. You? Uh, <laughs> I forgot that. The, yeah, this is a podcast. This is being recorded. You know? Whoa. Whoa. Um, yeah, I am Lou Pushy. Hey, how you doing? And I'm in a show called Physical on Apple TV Plus with Rose Byrne and a bunch of other cool old actors. And, uh, yeah, it's on Apple TV Plus. You got to pay $5 for that. So, uh get that shit <laughs> yeah it's good and um and moon manor is gonna be out and moon manor is gonna be to out. see yes. it yes like I hope. early next year yes uh, i think moon i mean i don't know when moon, moon manor is gonna be out but i do know that they got some kind of a distribution deal recently that makes it we us know that you will be able to watch it which is fantastic it'll probably be on a streaming service of some kind how cool is that i can't wait moon manor well, Lou, I guess that's it. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. If you have well, any other psychic or ghost experiences, you know who to call. <laughs> sure. Yep. I got you. <laughs> All right. Well, just, you know, ask me in like, I don't know. I guess it, it would take a couple more years to cull up a few more because I'm 36 now. It's going to take a while to get some some newbies. But I'll let you know if I got any good ones. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you so much to Lou Taylor Pucci. Wow. If you want to hear a little bit more, go to patreon.com slash Link in the description of this episode. And on my second tier, you can hear Lou telling me a story that is, it involves premonitions and it's, it's, it's something. It is, it's, it's a good story. Had me on the edge of my seat. Hey, I want to do a listener episode soon. So if you've got a listener story you want to talk to me on the show, send me an email at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line, listener episode. And just give me, you know, a couple of bullet points of what your story is about and, and maybe we can work something out. Are you subscribed to the show? Please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you rate a podcast five stars. If you have a ghost story, you can leave it in a five-star review. Or you could email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. Or you can put it in our Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. I am on Instagram at Roz Hernandez, cameo Roz Dresvelez. Please tell your friends about the show. Spread the word. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.